0: Madison's Alternative, 106.7 The Resistance. I am joined by Jacob Kulik right now. How are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Your new album, Yelling in a Quiet Neighborhood, is out now. Is there a theme for this album?
1: It's definitely a darker album. It has, it's basically my breakup album. So anything that has to do with separation or uh, darker emotions like that, it's definitely for somebody who's going through something like that.
0: And I kinda of wanted to ask about that because just be friends really has kind of like that that break up this where are we going from here vibe. Your lyrics are very personal and very easy to identify with. There's not Thank you. yeah, there's not a whole lot of like ooh, I wonder what he meant by that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of try to write almost every song very uh autobiographical. So i, I kind of just wrote that as a journal entry and how I was feeling at the time. I was definitely in the thick of it and at the worst point in time during that, I would say, so it was it was definitely the most organic feeling that I had throughout the process of it.
0: Do you tell people if you write a song about them? Do I tell people if I write a song about
1: them? I typically yes, the first yes yeah, the, yes yeah, they will definitely know if I'm writing a song about them for sure.
0: Have you ever written a song and then surprised someone with it just to see their reaction?
1: Not just to see their reaction, kind of because I wanted to process what I was feeling Mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, kind of let that person hear it afterwards. I mean, on the record, Waiting for You, that's definitely a song that was like that.
0: Where does the vulnerability of these lyrics and everything get added to the music? Does it start with this very personal process? Or does that kind of filter in through the fine-tuning?
1: It depends. Sometimes I start with the lyrics, and then I write the music around it. Sometimes it's just a melody, and then I'll write the lyrics, and other times I am in the mood to make music, and I'll make the song first, and then I'll write to the song. For this record specifically, uh, I remember a lot of writing on a piano first, which normally I would write to a track or on guitar. So this one, it was written a little bit differently where most of the songs were written either with production or on piano.
0: Yeah. Your, your last album was a little bit more heavy.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, It was definitely more guitar centered, Mm -hmm. I would say on the last record, but I also didn't have as much creative freedom on the last record. This record, I was able to produce it all. Like it's a self-produced record. Whereas the last, album that I had was very uh there was a bunch of other producers on it I was more just the voice and the lyricist and then the music was made by other producers I wasn't really big uh, much of a fan of that which is why I was really grateful to have a new record deal with NC Records and be able to self-produce a record
0: yeah because you are a multi-instrumentalist like you can do everything
1: yeah I mean I just I always say I'm like a producer player though, like I can do everything well enough to record it. I can <laughs> probably pull it off live when I practice i mean acoustic guitar i'm definitely that's my that's my go to but every other instrument is like I can do it well enough to to get it down
0: Did you always have this kind of confidence to create and perform
1: <laughs> I'm definitely not confident in it. <laughs> I will say that uh i I always felt the urge and need to record it. And then I kind of just always released it, not really caring if people liked it. I mean, now it's a little bit different because now, you know, I'm older and have a little bit of a fan base. But when I first started, especially, I was not confident in doing it. I was just trying to, I was just trying to get it recorded. And, and like, I wasn't necessarily trying to get it out there. I was just trying to get it out of my body.
0: Okay. Yeah, I saw you perform uh, a showcase at a distillery in Louisville, in front of a bunch of radio and record people, and you seemed very confident.
1: Ah, I remember that show. I think I remember that show. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. What was the name of the? What was the venue? Do you remember?
0: I don't. It was, I mean, like, our third stop. I mean, that's got to be really anxiety-inducing for you. Like, we're just being shuttled from place to place to watch all these showcases. By that point, we'd had a few drinks.
1: Yeah, I, I, I didn't remember that now. So I remember that was a show we had to impress all the radio people, and we were like the first band, basically, and everyone was kind of already, like, music out, so... We were performing and I was like, I have to kind of do something to get the attention. So I just went out and kind of performed on the tables and played the uh, the games that you guys were playing, like the horseshoes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that, I don't know if that was necessarily out of confidence. That was more out of, hey, you! Uh, I only have a half hour here, so pay attention, please. That'd so turn be- it on.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, have you ever Googled yourself and then been disappointed or surprised at how far you showed up in the results?
1: Uh, yes, I would be lying if I said that I did not Google myself. so Yes, I Google myself um, because that's part of my job to make sure that it comes up when you search for me. Have I ever been disappointed with comes up? No, it's pretty much exactly what it should be. It's the new record, it's some old songs, and then if you go to like page three or four, it's eventually Bruce Kulick, who's the guitarist for Kiss, which is also <laughs> not bad. So any relation?
0: I no,
1: I sometimes say he's my dad, but he's not. I'll, I'm, I'm not lying today. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, Was any of this new album inspired by COVID?
1: Not at all, actually. Uh, This whole record was finished. I had all the demos done by like November. And then in December, I flew out to L.A. and recorded at Capitol Records and we finished it up there. So everything was actually finished by January.
0: Okay. So
1: we were actually trying to release it in like March and then COVID hit. So we kind of just waited which gave more time to create some content and make weird videos and stuff, but (laughs) definitely not COVID inspired.
0: How how have you stayed sane this year? Uh,
1: This year by far was the most difficult, um, even before COVID because of everything that was going on with me in my personal life and coming back from, you know, the Andy Black tour back in June uh, I've just been writing a ton, been creating a ton, painting, a lot of, a lot of art stuff. I, I had to randomly work, you know, to make some ends meet. But for the most part, I've just been really busy creating. I've been working on my stuff. I'm working on other people's stuff. I'm working on um April's Gabrielli's stuff. She's the keyboardist in our band. She's doing a solo thing. So we're trying to get that moving as well. So I've just been trying to stay busy with music.
0: Do you think that you have a whole new album worth of material now? Um,
1: I have enough songs to make like four albums, but I don't <laughs> want to do that. <laughs> uh, I want to, I, I mean, I have so, so many old songs and stuff that I made now, but I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not at that point yet where I'm actually trying to figure out what song is going to be on the album. I'm trying to write some new stuff and then, whatever fits with that with the old songs, I'll kind of do. So that's what this new record is, too. It's a combination of maybe one or two older songs and then a bunch of songs that I wrote this year.
0: Do you have any, like, guilty pleasures or bands that you've rediscovered this year?
1: Um, I've listened to a lot of Tom Petty. I run to him a lot, which is strange. It's a strange genre of music to listen to when you work out, but <laughs> Tom Petty, for sure, he's just like calming, and I'm g- really getting into Sting, because everyone always compares me to Sting, which I completely love, obviously, but um, yeah, I've been listening to more of his music as well. That's in the past, like, two weeks.
0: Okay, this is a question that is kind of out of left field. Would you say you're a drummer first?
1: Yeah, I definitely started on drums, uh, did that for like four or five years, and then I eventually turned to the acoustic around 12 or 13 years old because I can actually write songs with an acoustic whereas the drums, I was trying to sing over it and I couldn't be loud enough over the drums.
0: Are you self-taught in all of this stuff?
1: Yeah. Yep, which is why the imposter syndrome is so strong. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, though, I'm being completely serious. I mean, the piano, I I, I, I don't even know inversions. I, I know just enough to play acoustic. I feel like I can actually say I'm an acoustic guitar player, but... The rest of, Even singing. Singing is like the hardest one for me to be like, I'm a singer, because I started with just recording my voice. It wasn't performing. I loved recording. I didn't even think about performing. And then once I joined a cover band, I started performing and I liked it. But it's a complete different monster performing for two or three hours compared to punching in and recording stuff. So it's definitely a completely different thing for me.
0: Do you miss performing or has it been kind of nice to create art without the stress of performing?
1: I miss it now. I didn't miss it in the beginning of COVID. I didn't miss it in the middle. Uh, but now I miss it because I think it's because the record's out and I that's naturally what you're supposed to be doing. Um, I became uh, pretty used to being a loner and a hermit. I think it's my natural state. So COVID was like fine for me. Mm -hmm. But I I would, I'd really prefer to be out playing shows now.
0: Yeah, I'm an introvert. So I've kind of been like, well, not really affected.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I see. I feel the exact same way. But that's how I feel about performing live shows, too. I mean, I get like, (laughs) I just get completely nervous and out of my mind. And then once the intro song starts to play like the curtain opens and you hear people I'm like okay well now is my time to perform and it for some reason goes out the window but everything if you're playing at 8pm everything up until 7.59pm is complete
0: terror yeah (laughs) nerves yeah if you could produce an album for any artist who would it be?
1: if I could produce an album for any artist yeah (sighs) Ah. I would have to say 21 Pilots only because it wouldn't be too far off from what they do. And I'd really like to meet those guys.
0: (laughs) I think that's a great answer. (laughs) It would be really cool to hear your, you know, producer vibe on one of their their albums.
1: Yeah, make it happen. All right.
0: I'll start a (laughs) petition. (laughs) If you could perform with any band, who would it be?
1: One of the newer bands that I've been really liking is a band called The Score. They they are also a very similar sound as what I think I'm creating, and they they are a, I think they're a producer duo. Okay. So they would be really cool to open for.
0: There's been a ton of producers uh, that are becoming like solo artists in alternative. Do you think that the whole format is going to eventually shift that way?
1: Um Yeah, I actually do. Um, uh, not the whole format. I would say more than half, though, for sure. Because you always have the people that can, can sing and perform and play guitar but not necessarily want to produce. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that... I honestly think it's more of a cost-effective thing, though. Because with me being able to produce it, I know that it definitely saves money instead of having to hire producers and have to go to a studio. You know, you can kind of make it all... 90% finished on your laptop and then to pay for way less studio time. So mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's a pretty big part of it. I personally always loved producing. I love working in, in those softwares. So, I, 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 yeah, I think a lot of people will end up doing that.
0: <clears throat> I recently talked to Dale and Weeks from I Don't Know How But They Found Me. Mm-hmm. And I asked him if he thought that Synthesizer was going to make a comeback. And he said that it never left. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, we have a synth like player. Like April is our synth player in our band. We've always had a synth. I think people don't notice because just because it wasn't like the main instrument, that doesn't mean that it <laughs> has completely gone away. It's kind of just been a bed
0: yeah.
1: to live in. It's funny you mentioned them too. We opened for them like two years ago in Philadelphia. It was like our first show we ever played. It was me and uh, my bass player Jerome Betts. We did like an acoustic opening performance. That was our first band ever open.
0: <laughs> They're pretty cool guys.
1: Yeah, we didn't really see them, um, but they had, they've been on a great show, and their fans were great.
0: Yeah. I was really surprised by by how cool they were. I was not surprised at how reserved and how like kind of standoffish they were, um, <laughs> but really surprised by how how nice and comfortable they were when they were around fans and everybody.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Is that something that's difficult for you, like during meet and greets? That seems like a far-off idea right now, but <laughs> <laughs> is it ever awkward during meet and greets to, to be surrounded by fans?
1: I wouldn't say awkward. I, it's definitely energy draining because after the show, I mean, you have adrenaline rush, so it's good for the first maybe 10 minutes, and then after that, it's it's difficult because you want to save your energy and your voice. And it's normally loud because the next band's on, so you're trying to like not yell, but you have to to talk to the fans. Um, I definitely still miss it though. I don't think it's awkward at all. It's just uh, a little energy draining.
0: When all that is going to change, that whole scenario when you're headlining.
1: Yeah, that would be great. But that that, that that's uh, at that point, I would just be able to do VIPs and yeah,
0: yeah. That'd be... <laughs> that was all I had for you. Do you have anything that you want to add?
1: I do not. I just want to say thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And uh, I was actually just in Wisconsin because my brother's fiance was there doing some kind of thing for her degree. So I, where was she at? Berlin, Wisconsin. Do you know where oh, that is?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was there for like four days, like a week ago.
0: <laughs> Did you have some cheese? We had cheese curds, of course.
1: <laughs> All of right. Course. Well,
0: thank you for taking the time to talk to us. <laughs> thank you very much.
1: I appreciate it.